Hey, what's going on, everyone? My name is Emmanuel Capitas, and thank you so much for joining us on today's episode of Left to Inspire, the show where we sit down with people that are absolutely crushing it in life, and we dissect exactly how they got there, the failures that they've experienced, the breakthroughs that they've achieved, and most importantly, we do all of this with the core central purpose of creating tangible action that you, the listener, can take. So if you're ready to finally start taking action on you, on your dreams, then you're in the right place. So welcome to the show and get ready to unlock your full potential. All right, we are live on another episode of Left to Inspire. So Zachariah, thank you so much for being here with us today. No problem, man. My pleasure. My pleasure. So before we go into who you are, what you do, and I'm sure someone can get that from from the description, I do want to take a minute just to talk to the listener because of the potential impact that this episode will have on someone's life if they just take action on it. And I can already see the impact it's already going to have on my life uh, by applying the things that you teach. I don't want to give away everything just yet, but if you're anything like me uh, and 81% 81% of the world, because I, I just saw the statistic, uh, 81% of the world wants to write a book one day, but there's a story that we tell ourselves. We, uh, First of all, the idea of writing a book is just extremely overwhelming. There's so many moving parts. So, you know, it leads to basically analysis paralysis because of everything. Um, you're also, you feel like you're not experienced enough. Uh, maybe you feel like you're not important enough to, to share your story with the world. Um, and whatever that reason may be, at the end of the day, it's just an excuse that is in your head that's preventing you from taking action. Um, and one thing I just want to tell you, the listener, is that if you don't share your story with the world or your expertise, there's someone out there that or a lot of people out there that will never get to be impacted by your message, by your story. Um, and today's episode is going to be something that for those of you that have been putting it off and it's a bucket list item, uh, you're going to be able to take action in literally days and write a book. So I'm not going to give away too much, but once again, Zachariah, thank you so much for being here with, with us today. And why don't you tell us a little bit about what you do, uh, who you are and what you do? Sure, sure. So my name is uh, Zachariah. I uh, live here in Austin, Texas, and um, I help people write books. So how that we do that in a couple of different ways. The, the first way we do it is I have a writing course with Darby Rollins, very close friend, brother to me. Um, we developed it. Uh, we teach people how to write books with artificial intelligence in seven days. So we literally take people from blank page to publish in seven days. Um, we use that with an AI writing tool called Jarvis, um, but from the guys at Conversion AI. And this whole th- this whole idea started, actually, let me, let me stop. I'll take a step back. Okay. I got into publishing a few years ago. Um, I've owned, started a publishing company called The Book Patch. And I was an entrepreneur in um, Portland, Oregon. I was involved in the cannabis industry in Portland and, you know, I lost everything. So came to Austin. We had some, my dad had some implementation that he wanted to do some new things he wanted to do with the site. And uh, 
I was, uh, you know, I needed something to put my attention to, to take, a, to lick my wounds per se from uh, my experience in the cannabis industry in Oregon. So uh, we, we started improving the site and improving the site and um, to what it is today uh, with over 60,000 books published and millions of copies printed. So what we do there is we help, uh, it's a self-publishing website. So you can literally go take your, uh, into your manuscript, your interior file, and your cover design or design your cover on our site and then print a single copy for yourself. Look at that, make sure it looks good and literally post it for sale on our website. Uh, we do all the printing, shipping, fulfillment arm of it. And we have a printing price, whether you're buying one copy of your book or you're selling um, one copy of your book, that printing price is the same. Above and beyond that printing price, you keep 100% of the profits and we pay directly to your PayPal. So we're not interested in um, you know, royalties. We're not interested in splitting commissions. We're only interested in providing a nice platform for you and um, a, a good, uh, obviously a quality book and a good customer experience. Um, and then you can also, you know, we have bulk pricing discounts. So let's say you have an event, you need to print a hundred, a thousand copies. We do that and we provide bulk discount as well. We print in three to five business days and ship um, with whatever shipping option you choose anywhere in the world. Oh yeah. So pretty simple, direct, easy content, right? And so with my few years working in publishing, helping authors every day, what I found was the biggest hurdle people is they come on our site, load their book, right? Or maybe the partial manuscript or start working on it, right? And they never finish. They never click list the bookstore. They never click publish. They never put their book out to the world and they disappear into the ether, right? So but I, when what I saw Darby doing, um, the, the first initial challenge was with kind of a close group of our entrepreneurial friends here in Austin. And 13 of the guys got their books and girls, guys and girls got their books published through that. Literally wrote, the, wrote and published your book in seven days. So I was like, oh shit, this is, excuse my language. This is, this is the thing that's been missing, right? And we're doing it with something very cool, something very sexy, which is artificial intelligence hype right now. So uh, we're, we're breaking down the barriers that people told themselves the walls people built and the hurdles they built for themselves of why they can't write the book. I can't do it now. I'm not an expert. I uh, need more time. It's going to take me forever. It's such a huge time commitment. Those are all just excuses now because literally we're, we're taking people through it in seven days. Not everyone finishes and that's okay too. Mm -hmm. And, but they're able to get a large chunk of what we call their MVB, their minimum viable book. Right. So we think it's very powerful stuff that we're doing. Um, and, and we're inspiring people to finally tell their story and share it with the world. And we provide a platform and we, uh, we provide a platform for you to do that too at the book patch. Right. Uh, we also teach how to upload on Amazon too. If you're, if you want to be on Amazon, the thing that I'd say, especially for entrepreneurs like us, Emmanuel, is that, um, you know, you do have profit share if that's something that you're, that's a holdup for you. Amazon has profit share, but also you don't keep any of your customer data. So you have no idea who bought your book, how to reach out to them, how to retarget them. What if they loved it? Right. And they want other services. Let's say you have a coaching program. Let's say you have, you're, a, you're, a, you have a speech or, or, 
something it's it's another barrier for them to get for them not to be able to get in touch with you we want to break those down i love that there, there, there's i think a lot to unpack there but uh, uh yeah <laughs> i just threw up on everyone no so, amazing uh, yeah the, <laughs> the key thing here that i i'm getting is you guys turned a very complicated process into the most streamlined it's Yes, it's still, you know, you're going to have to put in the work, but you made the most streamlined process from taking that idea, that vision of writing a book one day, using artificial intelligence to help you actually put, take those words out of your head and actually write everything. And then you have the, the book patch, which is to actually publish everything. And then you teach people how to fucking sell it on Amazon. So quick question. Uh, you mentioned with amazon uh and then i want to dive into your story and dive a little deeper into that that cannabis stuff as well um <laughs> but with the amazon stuff yeah you said okay you don't collect any of your information so what do you like it, let's say we're working together and you guys help me write a book uh yes i do want amazon's exposure but at the same time i also want to uh get my book out there a different way what do you what do you recommend there in terms of okay, I want to be able to collect my customer information and see who's really right. buying my book. Right. So we, you're, you have your customer information available to you at thebookpatch.com. We also developed our own funnel for the book sales because we have upsells. So our book is published with Jarvis. Um, and then we also post, publish it on Amazon and we're a bestseller in five categories on Amazon. So, um, and we did that organically without paid ads. So, um, that was also big for us. It's easy to pay, right, thousands of dollars and say, run a shitload of ads to this site, you know, to this page. People are going to buy it. Now I'm a bestseller. Woohoo, look at me. But like in order to have influence or organic influence and build organic influence through a launch process and use that influence to then become a bestseller, I think it's much more powerful and impactful. So uh, that's what we we do, and we teach that in through our uh, higher level courses that you have access to with us. Beautiful. Okay, I am going to dive back into the organic stuff a little later, but I do, let's let's dive into your story because uh, it sounds like you didn't start in the publishing sector. So uh, let's go back. Uh, if, if there's anything before the cannabis industry <laughs> that was a challenge, and you learned some life lessons, like let let's dive in. To my earliest childhood trauma. Well, uh, my mom pulled my ear when I was little. No, <laughs> um, so yeah, I guess outside, out out of school, you know, Scottsdale, Arizona, and and out of school, um, I moved to Portland, Oregon. To um, I got a job working for the Portland Marathon, and I did their PR and social media for uh, for a time. I also did their expo booth. So we traveled all over the world and would go to these other running events and have an expo booth there, right? Where we talk about the Portland Marathon. So very early on, I was working in enrolling people into, you know, my vision or enrolling people into, uh, you know, something that interested me. Um, yeah. And I did that with social media. And then I had a love for, I grew up in, a, uh, my mom did real estate for a long time. So I had a love for real estate. So I started exploring that in, uh, Portland became an agent um, and was an agent for a few years, just a residential. 
and then wanted to do more, wanted to get into commercial real estate. So started brokering restaurants and retail facilities. And that's when the kind of the cannabis boom happened in Oregon, right? We had seen Colorado legislation take off, kind of prepping for it. Had a long medical history in Oregon. So this was, oh, I don't, this was a, I don't know, six, seven, eight, seven years ago, seven, eight, yeah, seven years ago now. Yeah. So right when the legalization happened, Colorado, Oregon was like second or third. Right. So when that happened, a lot of my friends that were looking at restaurant spaces and whatnot, or just, you know, entrepreneurs there in that, in that community, they were like, let's get a dispensary. You know, everyone wanted a dispensary. Um, The biggest problem with that was, is even though legislation had passed, right. At the, at the, higher government level, right, in Oregon, the local communities did not want any cannabis. A lot of them did not want any cannabis in their town or city or whatever. So there was a, a lot of cities passed what's called a moratorium. And that said no cannabis for a year, it kind of gave them time to figure out what they want their legislation to be. And that was probably truly a blessing at its time because what that allowed me to do was I would go as a, as a commercial real estate broker and I specialized in cannabis properties. I was like the first one that started saying, I'm specializing in this. As a commercial real estate broker specializing in cannabis, I had you know all of the investors and these are buttoned up businessmen wanting to get into cannabis, right? So, um, we would go and, and longtime cannabis entrepreneurs, right? Legally or legally and illegal. So we would go to these city planning and the city planning and city council meetings of these local towns all over Oregon and start talking to them about the benefits of a, what a cannabis facility would do, you know, higher taxes, um, increased safety because of an increased police presence, increased security around facilities, um, local education, right? What they were going to do and give back into the community. Um, And so, yeah, that was kind of my first, I mean, not my first, but um, it was just a big lesson in engagement and getting up and diving deep um, with something. So before we get into what actually happened and and how you lost everything there, um, you, you mentioned that that's kind of where you started getting into the the process of enrolling people into your vision. Um, right. And I think that's important, especially because of the experience we just had uh, <laughs> leadership retreat we went to. Um, talk about the importance of, of, get, of getting people to enroll into your vision because uh, my goal with this show is to help the the corporate America worker uh, that it's in that nine to five, whether they're working from home now, but they're still in, in, in a virtual cubicle. Uh, and, you know, they're, they're not fully, fully satisfied where they are in life. And uh, maybe they just don't know how to how to enroll people into their vision that's outside of that corporate world. Uh, so can you expand a little on that? I'll do my best. Uh and, I, and, and one thing I'll, I'll just note um, is that, you know, you you just talked about how you would go to all these city councils and all this different stuff and basically get them to enroll into what y'all wanted to do, right, which is, right. it, you know, it, it was it a learned skill? What like 
Did you pick it up along the way? But it's really important. You were doing the act of enrolling. Um, so anything that you can give the, the audience around that? This is what I will say. I think it's, if I had to put something towards it, I think it's authenticity, right? Uh, a lot of, a lot of what, what, how I had, I'm, I'm just kind of a gregarious, fun guy, right? If hope people see that in my presence and how I show up, but in like to go back to the expo booths, right. And getting people to do, to sign up for the marathon or sign up for more information for the Portland marathon in general. I mean, they're go walking through, it's a crowded expo space, you know, 20,000, 30,000 people walking through at any time. I mean, how do you reach out, right? How do you get their attention? Right. And then what do you do with it? So the, the best thing that I ever for that is I took these little footballs, like they're like little foam footballs and I put a Portland Marathon stamp right on it. For, I don't know what football and running has to do with each other, but if you get a little football anywhere and you hold it up to someone like this, they are going to run for a pass. It is <laughs> it's, maybe it's an American thing, but it is like ingrained in them. So maybe a little humor, maybe fun, engaging. If you say, hey, I'd like to talk to you about the Portland Marathon, how does that feel, right, Emmanuel, to you? Hey, hey I'd talk to you about the Portland Marathon. You're like, no. Fuck but off. if I go, hey, hey, you like this? Hey, yeah, see, there you go. Yeah, so, immediately, okay. No, I don't know what that is. I don't know what we call that. Uh, I, I think you hit a, you hit the nail on the head. Uh, you, you you said authenticity, you know, and, and one thing I'll, I'll acknowledge there is, is, you know, some people might not be as playful as you are. Um, so yeah, that, that goes back into just be your authentic self. And if you have a vision that is bigger than yourself and you share that vision with your real self to the world, you know, it might take a little bit of practice along the way, but that that's, uh, I would say that being authentic is the best way to enroll people into what you ultimately want to do. So yeah. 100% agree. All right. So you lost everything. You know, one thing that I think is important to, to dive into that, not to, to make you re relive those memories, but a lot, of, yeah, a, a lot of people don't take action because they're afraid of failing and you failed and you have come back and you've built something amazing. So talk to me about what happened when you failed and you had to move back home or what happened? Right. Yeah. So um, I can say it was part of part of that lifestyle. Right. And maybe being in cannabis and, you know, you deal with a lot of flashiness. Um, it led to like drugs and alcohol. Right. And party or entertaining. Right. So um, for me, I think that was that was definitely the kicker into what, what crashed my um, ability to like continue in that company. Um, it was just the, the, yeah, the constant, like looking for that, getting stuck in that of like, Oh, I'm doing, you know, I'm in the cannabis, you know, that I'm in the cannabis industry, your ego's all flared, right. You, you think you're a hot shot and um, you're not really looking at what's going on inside and uh, you just, tank and also the other thing i'll say is i don't think i resonate i resonated with cannabis it wasn't my true calling um really great it does a lot for people that's wonderful it's 
but it was never really my thing. And I was never super passionate about it. I liked the money. I liked the, you know, the, uh, the like the flashiness and the ego around it and, and fresh. And like, that was all really cool. I think that's what sold it for me, but I never thought it was, I never smoked cannabis. I don't, you know, it wasn't, well, I didn't smoke it like regularly. I was never, yeah, involved. Yeah. but, but, um, it was never really me. So, um, I think it was kind of a blessing that, that I had the exit that I did. And, um, you know, yeah, my parents were there for me when, when like everything kind of fell and I was like, I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do. And, and, and in so many ways they were like, Hey, come here and get a fresh start. You know, there's a lot that needs to be done. So, so I did cannabis. I had also done two startups, two product startups before, um, one was a, a grip implement for fitness. It was called grip sphere. It was like a little, uh, it was like a little ball that you attach to dumbbells and barbells, kettlebells. So it widened your grip out. There's like fat grips and a lot of them out there now. Um, but that was one. And then I did a interest, oddly enough, a, um, a face mask product, uh, like a face mask. And we actually got to present to um, Target corporate in Minneapolis, right? For the face mask, Target beauty in Minneapolis for uh, the face mask. They wanted, were interested in potentially carrying it in their stores, which was a whole nother cool experience. Like me, the only, like, I don't know, you know, I didn't really know shit, right? But 25, 24 years old, flying to Minneapolis to present to Target was fucking really cool. Um, so I had an entrepreneurial background already. <laughs> I had experience. And so kind of when, you know, my exit from that world and, and just need to get out of Portland, another factor was the sun. There's no sun. Um, <laughs> like literally you can go two weeks without, you can go two weeks without seeing the sun. So I think I was just done. I was ready for something fresh. I was ready for a change. And Austin, you know, my family out here, three of my sisters are out here. So it spoke to me as a, like a logical step. And my dad, my dad needed help, you know, at that running, running company and, and implementing a lot of the vision that he had for, for the company and beyond. So, Oh yeah. Yeah. So one thing that I want to acknowledge from that story and I, I uh, it resonates with me um, is that yes, you were, you felt like you were crushing it and doing all this stuff. And obviously you're, you're doing amazing right now. Uh, but you had built this ego and at my last startup that I was at, I honestly, <laughs> I felt like I was untouchable. I, you know, I did, I like anything that was like consumer facing, anything that brands, anyone saw, it was always me designing it. And I like th that's where I, I got my start with building funnels and, and built a webinar that did extremely well. And I learned the power of reverse engineering and all this stuff. So I'm super happy of that experience. But my ego was definitely up here. And when when I was humbled, uh, it was it was during COVID and all that. But, uh, you know, it, it was the best experience because one, it was an amazing ego check. But two, I was receptive to, you know, finally taking action on myself because for years I've always been building other people's companies. And mm. whenever I was humbled um, and, you know, like with you as well, you, you had you could have just like wallowed in your own sorrow and just like gone and done something else. But you had an opportunity to do something. And yes, it was working with a family business. For me, it was 
you know, I, I tattooed my fucking company name on my arm like two years prior <laughs> to starting it. So I was like, I have to do this. Um, and That's whenever great. I went, yeah. And when I was humbled, I was like, you know what? I have this fucking tattoo on my arm. Might as well do something about it. And I, you know, I'm not, I don't look back at all. I'm so happy about the growth that happened. Um, so I guess that's a life lesson for anyone that does fail along the way. Yes, there might be like a little check and you might not feel as good as you did whenever you were fucking crushing it and living that lifestyle, but there's always an opportunity to restart and realign with what your vision is. So, um, right. just want to acknowledge I, that. I always think of this too. And a therapist taught me this once is he says, you know, you feel like at the, at the edge of a decision that you think it's, or no, is going to be hard. You feel like you're at the edge of a cliff and you're looking over the cliff and you're looking down and you're seeing the rocks a thousand feet below. And you're like, Oh shit, I'm going to die. Right. And so that's what that fear stops people from taking, taking it or, or, or leaving a bad situation or, you know, Oh God, what's it going to be like? But what you don't realize is the fall is actually, there's a ledge like right below you <laughs> right there that, that you fall to. Right. So it looks scary, but when you finally take the step, you'll realize it was, it was a much smaller step than you think. Um, and, and you never fall full, truly like your knife, your life never truly ends, you know, um, if you're still here today, but, um, yeah, yeah, no, I think just take, take the risk, do it because you don't want to look back on it one day yeah. and say, I should have, would have, could have. have, yeah, have that regret, harbor it against your loved one or whoever you you're saying, Oh, I didn't do it because of you and shit like that. Yeah. You're here. You have survived 100% of your worst days. So I love that. And one thing, <laughs> one thing also to know is, um, yeah, you jump off that ledge and there is that, that step there, but you, you're probably going to fall and that's okay. You know, like for me, for example, uh, I started left spire October of, of 2020. And to be completely honest, I fucking ate shit for month after month after month. And I was in my head and all this other stuff. And one thing that I just want to, uh, tell the listener is, um, one thing that got me out of my rut and allowed me to experience a ton of different breakthroughs, uh, was just exercising. I was literally just in my studio, just kind of feeling sorry for myself and trying thing and it wasn't working. And I said, you know what? Fuck this. I'm going to start working out. And since February 21st, I've been working out consistently and doing yoga. And that's kind of my meditation. Yeah. And I've had breakthrough after breakthrough after breakthrough. So whatever your version of exercise is, like if it's reading, so be it. If you're playing an instrument, so be it. But take a, a hobby or something else so it's not just work, 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 and you'll see breakthroughs in your business. Right. Once I, you take like action on, on starting your business, of course. <laughs> I like the – I work out of the gym quite a bit. And um, – it's it's a lesson it's almost like a mind you know you work out your mind a lot more especially if you push yourself really hard and i don't think a lot of people really push themselves in the gym right i would say 99% of people don't actually push themselves they're on their phone they're taking 3 minute breaks or 4 minute breaks when you can push yourself to um, a healthy extreme i would say you really kind of find where your goal is and and that will that will only expand your growth, right? When you're yeah. when you're uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, so 
I, I don't do it all the time, but I do like to find ways to push myself. Like what's an extra two reps or three reps look like, right? Like, can I, can I do two more, one more? Can I do half a more or half, half of one more? Yeah. Can I, you know, maybe do it, Like if I'm doing dips, can I start at the top and go to the bottom? Like when you expand, push yourself that way, it, um, opens up a lot for you and you in the world. Well, even, even, even in that aspect, I, I would say it's kind of a perfect representation of how a lot of people show up in life. You know, the kind of half-ass life in general. Yeah. They're at the gym, but it's like, I, I see people walking out on, on, I don't know what the machine's called, but it's like, if you don't want to run nor walk elliptical, elliptical. maybe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're just like going speed one and on the phone the entire time for like a fucking hour, like props to you for being there for an hour, but you didn't break a sweat. You did nothing. So, um, yeah. acknowledge you for being at the gym, but yeah, it's definitely about how you show up <laughs> if you can push yourself. Right. Hopefully that's right. right. I'm, I'm 45 minutes in and out of the gym. I'm not wasting yeah, time. Be efficient. Be efficient and, and get in, get out. Yeah. Okay. So you lost everything. You joined the family business. Um, so tell me a little bit about the path that you've had on at, at the book patch. And um, like, have you seen since you joined what, what changed? Cause you said there was a lot to do. Right. So oh, gosh, there was, there was a lot to do a site. Well, first I had to learn publishing. Right. And and learn what authors go through. So I dove into customer support just like day in, day out. I was there doing the work because that's the quickest way to learn is you learn what the problems are and what people deal with right away. Right. So that um, and then we went through a site redesign. We went into we looked at, you know, ads. We looked at um, really the metrics of what they do when they get to the site that that really wasn't done before is like how much they're spending on each page, where are they going? I mean, once you know that, like, let's say you want to grow your company 200%, maybe it's not 200% more leads in the door, right? Maybe it's 10% and, you know, 10% price increase or, or, you know, 5% here, 5, 5% in cost. I mean, there's, there's a lot of ways to skin that cat that you don't know unless you know all of your metrics, right? Or have a clear, you know, have a clear picture of that. So really looking at that. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, customer experience has been a challenge for us. Um, but this year we made it a really a goal to bring on the people that really take care of our customers. Like, what I what I've trained my my team on right now is I want people that come to the site be like oh my god thank god I found you like oh it's been a nightmare everywhere else this is like there's safe haven that's the kind of experience I wanted to create and make it so simple easy direct on that platform um, to to do that oh yeah um, so two things. Uh... First, with with the metric side of things, you know, you bring up a really good point. It's like if, if, if you don't really understand all the different metrics and your costs and everything like that, you will never be if, if you want that 200 percent growth, you know, you're just kind of winging it. So uh, I would say a lot of people, especially or, I mean, I would say there's 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 businesses that have been around for years that 
know zero of their metrics. They know like some of the costs and there's money in the bank, but yeah. So, so I guess what you're saying, it, it's key to really understand all the different metrics, including uh, like the analytical stuff within the website, how much time people are spending, which then goes into improving the customer experience. Uh, obviously we all know what Amazon is, but Amazon has the entire focus with Amazon was customer first, everything about the customer. And it's obviously Amazon, it, it, Apple, same thing about customer experience. Um, right. So what that one thing for people that are looking to start a business or whatever it is, and it's going to be something online uh, and for, and with, with the, I guess this is the perspective of, of a designer, uh, really look to, if you're trying to create the best experience for your future customers, your existing customers, uh, my hack uh, as a funnel builder, and if you want to chime in on this, feel free. Uh, my hack is, is look at companies in your industry and then companies that you love and just look at what their journeys look like and, and find way you're, you're you're going to find patterns along the way, and then you can implement those patterns and be your authentic self in your website. And then you can immediately improve like 10x your, your customer experience, the brand image as well. Um, so that's just a little tip there. Um, if I don't know if you have anything around customer experience. You know, I'm big on customer experience. I just like pretty things. <laughs> so I can tell I like you. Uh, <laughs> I like the site to look good. You've seen our challenge site, right? You're like, I really like things to look good. If, and, and for me, it's, um, I trust things more if they look better. So um, it was, it, it was, that was a big, that was a big thing for me in developing the course, Writing with Jarvis. And you can check it out, writingwithjarvis.com, is we wanted that to be like, the, the cover design, the actual flow of the, of the funnel, we wanted that to just be top notch. And we didn't pay an arm and a leg for that too. Um, so yeah, that was like a, a very minimal expense to have that entire yeah. funnel built or cause we had a previous funnel that built and designed um, and it didn't look bad. I'm going to give myself props, but what these, what our designers did there was truly incredible. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I'm definitely getting inspiration from your funnel, just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so about 10xing, 10xing the funnel. It's funny because we're talking about scaling the course right now, right? We want to, you know, we have our goals set out for us. And we're really looking at, like, for every piece of the funnel, for every page, you say, what if a thousand people were to hit this page right now, or ten thousand people were to hit this page right now? Can we deliver on the product that's there? Right? What needs to happen to, in order to do that? Is it a, worth our time to even have on? We're, I mean, we're considering cutting some products out because if a thousand people hit it tomorrow, we would not be able to deliver on that. Right? If a thousand people purchase that tomorrow, we would not be able to deliver on that. So, um, yeah. When and I haven't done any of uh, the 10x stuff, but um, streamlined definitely is is what we look at, and I look yeah. at that at the book patch too. It's literally you go on, you can go on our site, click get started, you click a few options, you upload your interior manuscript, it takes you directly to our cover generator. You can create the cover, add the pictures, your author bio, everything there on there, or you can just quickly upload your uh, PNG file of your own cover if you've had it designed. Click 
save, list it in a bookstore, and order a sample copy for yourself like that. I mean, it's streamlined, about as streamlined as it gets. Um, and that's why if you look at our, our, our customer ratings now at Trustpilot, you can see that uh, you know, customer support is big for us and ease of use is big for us. Oh yeah, love that. Um, so on, on, the, on the subject of scaling, um, because you have the book and the challenge as well to teach people how to write their own book, um, what would you say, like, will having a book allow me to scale? What's your, what's your perspective on that? Mm. That's such a great question. Uh, our ideal avatar for the course is an entrepreneur, a coach that has a course, right? Has a small to medium or large following even that, um, that wants a, wants a book to be seen as an expert. Right. So once you have a book out there in the world on a certain subject um, that you teach on or, or product that you have, you literally wrote the book on that. Right. You know, that saying, oh, he wrote the book on whatever. Right. Or they wrote the book on whatever. Well, you're literally writing the book on your subject, your subject matter. So you become the expert at, in your industry for in that field. Um, by having a book published or having a book out there in the world. So um, that's, that's what it's absolutely a necessity for someone who wants to be seen seriously, taken seriously yeah. in this, in this day and age of social media and views and, and, you know, likes and all of that. Like it, it takes people, people think differently of you. If you say you're, you're an author and a best or a best selling author, right? hundred percent. Yeah. And, and, and one thing, um, like for me, for example, yes, I've always wanted to write a book, but multiple books, but it's always been just way in the future. And since meeting you and since learning about this, I'm like, oh shit, like, are you like, I can literally finish 2021 with a fucking book? Like, hell yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> it's not even a, it's, it's not even just a book. It's writing good books. Like it's really actual like with stories and people, our students are pouring their heart and souls into the books just as much as they would as with, if they weren't writing with AI. The AI is a tool. It's an amazing tool. It's super interesting. But again, um, the AI, I like to compare it to the AI is giving you the block of marble and you're the Michelangelo crafting your statue of David, chiseling away your statue of David. So, um, there's a lot of editing that goes into it. There's a lot of um, writing your own story and incorporating your own story into the book. So I think you can really truly have a powerful book um, in seven days, maybe a little bit longer. You know, uh, so, and we have people continually, you know, past students that our, our, our social, our platform Jarvis Underground on Facebook is super engaged. So we have people coming back. We have people taking multiple challenges with us just because there's a live element to the challenge. We always like to bring in guest speakers like in the live piece along with your 15 hours of course content. So we're, we really do a lot. Um, and then there's a big writing aspect to that challenge too. So it's definitely not a fluff, you know, get your book done challenges. It's very difficult. It's not very difficult. It's difficult and uh, takes work.
but yeah, it's still 100%. Uh, and, and one thing you were just talking about with the, the Facebook community and all that is that uh, the gist of it is that you've built a strong community. And that's something really important for anyone that's looking to to build a business and make an impact uh, is to build your community, build your tribe. Um, and if that means getting involved in other tribes and adding value to those first, then I think that's a definitely good approach because then you get to meet amazing people along the way and make your impact small or big. Right. Um, and we wouldn't be anywhere without the conversion AI community that, that we've tapped into. They are hyper engaged and, and really doing, I mean, the guys at conversion AI itself are amazing and what they're doing is truly incredible, but the community around it, um, and for us to be the book guys in that community is, is really cool too. It's really, it's really truly oh, yeah. an honor. So, so uh, on that, can you explain how exactly you built these types of relationships with, you know, cause conversion AI is not you guys, it's the AI. So mm -hmm. how did you go and be, because a lot of the times people, you know, if, if I have a specific company or product service, and there's so many things that complement that and can make my product service that much more powerful. A lot of people don't think to reach out to something that can complement and partner up. So how exactly did that form? We, we uh, Austin is a friend of ours. He's the CMO at Conversion AI. So oh, yeah. um, he's part of our the community out here. You've probably met him at, at some point if you go to network, um, the internet marketing parties like we do. Yeah. So he's very involved in the community and pretty accessible. Um, and he's 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 there at Conversion AI. So we cut and Darby they were roommates for a long time too. So. Um, we got lucky there. Yeah, right? the, star, also, the stars fucking aligned on that. Well, I, I will say, attract to you, attract, right? But also, if we didn't do something with it and provide massive fucking value in that course, right, they would have left us in the dust along, along you know, it, there yeah. wouldn't be what there is now. So I think, yes, yes, the stars aligned, but also we took massive action, right? And, and we proved that before, I mean, you know, we're, they're not really, how do I say this, right? There's, we're, we're affiliates to conversion AI, right? So we're super affiliates with them. So we try to bring people right through our course, obviously, they sign up for conversion AI to write the book. Um, and, and it's a win-win. Um, but I don't think if we weren't, yeah, you know, like I said, if we weren't doing massive value, I mean, obviously they'd still be supportive, but there wouldn't be much to talk about. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and that goes back to one. Yes. The stars may align for you. You might get lucky along the way, but if you're not prepared to put in the work that it takes, you know, the stars aligned will do nothing yeah. for you. So hundred I mean, percent agree. You know, everyone knows someone right? That did something, right? There's like six degrees of separation and we it's probably even much less now, right? So everyone knows someone or everyone can, can connect with someone on Facebook. Like, don't let that stop. Oh, I don't have a friend that's started a really cool company, you know, as part of a really cool company. Like, yes, you can find someone, right? Yeah. Um, so I think that's just an excuse. Right? Yeah. But, Okay, so what came first, the course or the book? And what has your experience been with creating either of them? How has your life changed with both or either? 
I guess both, obviously. Um, the course came first and it was, you know, Darby started with just a group of friends of like, Hey, can I want to try to write a book in seven days. Let's see if we can do it. Just like any challenge you have, who's going to drop weight before summer, right? You know, with your buddies, everyone has those little challenges here and there. Uh, so that's kind of how it started. And it kind of clicked we, when we saw the aha moment that people actually, you know, published, he published the book for his, his other company side hustle, which is like a um, party game for entrepreneurs. It's a lot of fun. Check it out. Uh, but he did that for side hustle uh, and then wrote another one too on, um, gosh, I'm blanking on the name. It'll come, it'll come to me. Um, but the course came first. We had to make sure that we could actually do it and teach it. And I wanted to make sure that, you know, I could, I could teach it. I wasn't in a teaching role before this. I mean, I was kind of more back, you know, in the back doing the work. I was a little customer facing, right. We had the book patch, but you know, I had never written a book. Right. So, um, but I had years of publishing knowledge under my belt. Like, and I saw the struggle, what people go through, what works, what doesn't work. We, we deal with it every single day. So I had a level of publishing knowledge that I could bring value to, to what Darby was doing. And it was just a conversation of, Hey, let's see if this works. And it worked and then worked again and worked again and worked again. Um, and it kind of built into what it got built into what it is now. Um, oh yeah. And then obviously we had to write a book on, 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 you know, called publish with Jarvis on uh, this entire process. And it's so continually evolving. And that's one thing I'll touch on too, is the reason why we teach getting a minimum viable book and MVB is because with technology now, it is so easy to swap out the interior file, swap out the cover, or do a version one, version two, version three. You keep re-releasing the book and making updates, changes. I mean, Gary V does it, you know, most, most like entrepreneurs, speakers, coaches do that. They have multiple versions, you know, for our work week has a version two, I think version three. So, um, it happens. So once you understand that, like, oh, it doesn't have to be perfect, right? Yeah. You, I can do a version two. I can add more, you know, because technology changes after three years. So there's going to be updates, definitely updates already with um, conversion since we published the book. So yeah, yeah, and I guess yeah, that makes sense. It's a that's a good point. Um, I I've seen obviously books that are updated, but I didn't really think too much about that. Uh, but I, when I come, since I come from software, you know, that's an ever evolving thing. So yeah, I guess don't wait for perfection. I mean, if you have that M MVB, then, you know, publish that. What would you say is the biggest thing that prevents people from clicking that publish button? Fear, hands down fear. I mean, think you put your work out to the world a lot. So it might be different for you, right? But think of maybe the first time you did it, right? Or, or one, a big project that took a lot of work, right? Writing a book is fucking hard. I mean, it's, and it's your heart and soul. It's your baby. And you're presenting your baby to the world and asking, is this good enough to buy, right? So, <laughs> so that's like that's very scary and takes massive, you know, whatever big cojones. So, yeah. <laughs> um, it's a lot of courage, right? 
So yeah, that's what I think stops people uh, analysis paralysis and just fear of what will people think? What if no one buys it? Yeah. Okay. Right. So, so we try to get people through that. Yeah. So with, with that, I think that's a perfect segue to tell us a little bit more about the challenge um, because you know, I'm too afraid to do it on my own, whatever it is to hit that publish button. How can in seven days, how can I fucking write a book? Mm -hmm. Okay, I'll give you the breakdown. You start with you start with your why. Uh, there's four worksheets we start with at the beginning of the course. This is the most important. Why are you doing this? Right? Why are you writing a book? And why will people read it? If you're not solid in your why, you're gonna write a shitty book most of the time, right? So we start there. Why will people read it? What are your goals? Excuse me. Um, what are what are uh, your goals for yourself as an author? What do you, what, where do you see yourself two, three years down the road? Where do you see yourself in this book? And then what are your goals for the reader? So what journey will you take that reader through from start to finish? Who are they? What fears do they have coming in and what you know, transformation happens to them through reading this book? Because if you make the book all about you and how great you are, no one's going to care. Right. So the book is about your reader. Right. And what they go through. You are the guide to their hero's journey. So getting crystal clear on that is, is big. Um, and in memoirs, right. It's like, your experience of your life is 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 a mirror for whoever's reading it. So what will they go through? What will they experience? Where they what transformation is going to happen mm -hmm. is important. And the other thing is getting crystal crystal clear on your customer avatar. So give that person a name, right? What is their age? Where do they work? Excuse me. You know, how old are they? What struggles do they deal with daily? Right. What are their objections to buying your book? Are they the main decision maker in the household? Do they have kids? What are their kids names? Right. What what um, what books do they what podcasts do they listen to? What TV shows do they watch? What music do they like? Who is do they have gurus? Who are they a Tony Robbins guy? Are they a Gary Vee guy? You know, what magazines do they read? The, the clearer you can get on that. Now we know who we're talking to when we're writing the book. Right now we understand. So then it just becomes a conversation between one person and the other. And I think that's the piece truly um, can, that's going to connect your reader to your book is if you're talking to one person, a lot of people try to make it their book so generalized, right. That it connects with no one. Yeah. Right? If you laser down into that one person, there's going to be a thousand or 10,000 people out in the world. Then all you have to do in marketing is just about finding those 10,000 people. Right. Uh, so that's even before that's the pre-work before the challenge even starts and then you need to be prepared with that so uh, and then we teach outline too so um uh, we had a student and we have a testimonial on the site of he struggled for years trying to do an outline for a book trying to do an outline for a book he actually had a bet where he him and a friend bet a thousand dollars that he had seven years to do the outline or to do the book it was a 200 page book he lost the bet Seven years he was trying to write a book. With our outline techniques that we teach in the course, he was able to get that done in a number of hours. I think it was an hour or two. Wow. He had his outline done and ready to go. 
right? And then from there, then we go into the AI tool. So how do you go from your outline? Um, and we also teach AI, you know, if you need help with the outline, the AI can help you with that too. So from there, the outline, and then there's a push to 5,000 words, right? And um, just yesterday we were, I was with John, talking with John Livesey, and we did a thousand words in 20 minutes, right? On a, on a subject that we had, I had nothing, didn't know about. He knew about and had an idea of what he wanted to do, but we just were playing around, playing around, talking um, with these tools. I mean, it's very easy to do. So once you get to that thousand word mark and you do it an hour or 20 minutes or whatever, now that, that goal, that 15,000 words is very doable, right? So now it's just about getting you there. Oh, yeah. That's amazing. And, and from there, once the book is done, obviously you have Grammarly and editing tools along the way. So you're editing as you go. There's not a lot of time for, right, to send it off to an editor. So uh, it's kind of like edit as you go. And again, MVP, MVB, MVB, that's what we're pushing. So minimum viable book, just get it done. Done is better than perfect. Even in the, the movie, like you, you can still find spelling mistakes in, in best-selling books yeah. all the time. So, yeah, sure. so it's just, let's just get it done and out there. And then, um, you know, the final days we teach you how to publish on, on the book batch or on Amazon or wherever you want to go from there. And then beyond that, if you want to go into a launch system and strategy, we, we offer a launch system. Um, that's our, that's more of a high ticket thing. And we're very selective on who we allow into that, uh, who we allow into that kind of mastermind because, uh, you know, we want to make sure there's a free, few criteria that you meet in order for us to really provide you value and make sure it's going to be a win-win. Yeah. Um, Which is, yeah. I mean, you're, you're, you're laser clear or crystal clear on, on who your customer is and what you want to do for them. So especially on those high tickets, you wouldn't want to bring in someone that the energy is not going to be there. The relationship's not going to be there. Because right. it's way more involved, I would assume. It's yeah, it's super involved. Yeah. It's a mastermind um, in small groups, yeah. and we're we're very focused on it. On it, so yeah, and, and that's getting, getting their book published either with organic or paid traffic. Oh so yeah, it's kind of custom and how they do that. Yeah. So I want to give my pr so for each episode that I have a guest on as a designer and building user journeys and wanting to give you the listener uh, the most value uh, as possible. And because I want you to be able to take action on each of these episodes and yes, you can enjoy a conversation whatnot, but there's actually tangible things that you can do to really impact your life um, with every single one of our guests. But obviously here, this is, if you want to write a book uh, at some point in your life, you know, the, the best time to plant a tree, is I don't know the saying if it's something about like 20 years ago and then the second best time is now. So the best time would be the second best time is now. You've wanted to write a book. So what we are gifting you is you're going to find them just in the description, but there's going to be a link. Yes, links to everything that Zachariah talked about, the challenge, his book, but also there's a free quiz that you can take. Uh, the quiz is called, Am I Ready to Write My Book? Um, you, you can take this quiz and go through the series of questions to see exactly where you are on your journey of writing a book. And it'll lead you into 
the his book or the challenge, but at least get some clarity on where you stand and get over that fear. Take action. This is something that I another commitment that I'm I'm making out to declaring to the world is that uh, this year I will have a book out and publish, and it's all because of you and Jarvis. Uh, but I want to put it out on the podcast so then I can come back and listen. Mm, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it, it, it's it, I've I've always been just too afraid to do it. I've I've I'm not ready yet. I'll do it in ten years. And you know, meeting you allowed me to step into the mindset that okay, I can do it this year. So thank you for that. Um, and yes, to the listener, go check out the link uh, for that free quiz or bypass the quiz and jump into his stuff. I promise you, you won't regret it. Um, last question. Uh, what is the impact that you want to have or make in the world? Mm. My vision is to create a world where people know the value of their story. Um, and can see the the results of telling their story immediately. Um, yeah, that was kind of off the cuff. I didn't have that ready, I but but I I really think that like everyone has these really unique, powerful, wonderful stories, and and or everyone is like can like you don't know how you know about a certain subject especially if you do it every day have you ever had that emmanuel where you are yes um you're like what you don't oh you explain something and they're like oh why didn't you just tell me and you're like i thought you knew like it was, it was so duh for you but you really don't know how like what a wealth of knowledge that you you, you are as a human and and maybe in a specific subject i mean some of the most famous books like how to win friends and influence people it's just about winning and getting friends right that's just about how to attract people um so i would say that no message is too small and yours can have impact and if you're impacting one person's life and changing it like that's worth all the work to write a book right there right and we're making that process even easier now too so um, I would say if you have that burning desire, if you have that idea in your head, take action on it. You, you know, reach out to me on Facebook or Instagram. Z is for Zachariah. I'll, I'll, you know, if money is an issue or however, don't let that stop you, right, from from taking action on 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 writing that book or becoming that expert or you know whatever. I love that. That's beautiful. And you just mentioned where people can find you, but. Uh, one more time for the websites. Uh, where do people go? At um, so, if, like the course, writingwithjarvis.com. Um, the book is published with Jarvis. You can find me at Z is for Zachariah. It's my, I was named after the, a book called Z is for Zachariah. So um, that's my at handle uh, Z I S F O. And if you just type in Z I S F O, I should pop up right away. So awesome. Well, Zachariah, thank you so much for being here with us today. And I look forward to seeing who goes from just being a, a passive listener to an active participant and writing their book and sharing their message with the world. So thank you. Hey, thank you, Emmanuel. It was great to be here.